So shalom people of God, welcome to another beautiful day. Today is the 19th, 19th of August 2020 and we are very grateful to God for giving us a beautiful day like this to worship him, to be in his presence. So I'd like all of you to just say thank you to God. Like even the cock is even crowing saying thank you, like thank you, right? So we have to just, you know, follow the example of the cock. And also just give praise to our king because he is faithful, he is amazing in every single way. Let's just use this time to just glorify him, just say thank you, just exalt his name. He really, really deserves it. If there's anyone who deserves anything great in this world and beyond, it's just God. So let's just say thank you. Hmm. If there's any song in your heart to sing right now, you can. Just sing it, just praise his name. Just praise his name. want to ask for Holy Ghost to come and take absolute control of our day. We commit our day into his hands. We ask that he leads us because he's the only person who can guide us to the path where God wants us to go to today. Let's just ask him to open us up, lead us, that we may hear his voice, that his voice will be so prominent today in our day, that we will hear it, it will be resounding in our ears so loudly that we can't miss it. Now, let's just ask for understanding, the spirit of understanding to come and sit with us as we listen to this word, that it will be our counterparts. We are literally holding the hand of the spirit of understanding right now. And every understanding is being whispered into our ear as we take this word in. In the name of Jesus. So today we are going to go to the Old Testament. I also people don't like the Old Testament. Why? Like always, old. Oh, this is the past. Please, <laughs> the past is not the present. That's a shoe. But the past really builds a lot to becoming our present. So we are going to look at Zephaniah, Zephaniah chapter two. And the leading of Holy Ghost. We are just going to go through the way. Whatever He has to tell us, we'll see. So let's read Zephaniah chapter 2. I'm reading from the King James Version. Gather yourselves together, ye, gather together, O nation not desired. What does it mean, a nation not desired? What does it mean to have a nation which is not desired? So that is what, um, by reading this, okay, what just came to me the first thing is that every Christian, every man of God, every woman of God, every child of God, every person who has been born adopted into the christian family it's a nation which is not desired because throughout the bible okay god keeps on telling us how right that uh, when we are brought into the family of christ it is going to be very difficult for people of the world to accept us there's always going to be persecution people will not understand why we do certain things because we are born into the family of christ and our ways are the ways of the spirit and not of normal flesh so that is what so we as christians okay we are the nations who are not desired because the whole world is against us or people don't understand why we do certain things so let's move on before the decree bring forth before the day pass as the chaff before the fierce anger of the lord come upon you before the day of the lord's anger come upon you they said before the decree bring forth Sound like, oh, bring forth what? What exactly are we bringing forth? 
We are bringing forth works, sacrifices. We are bringing forth our deeds before God. You see, we have been placed here. We saw in the matter of our race, okay, that we have been put on this earth to run this race. And everyone has the lane that they are going in. It is not a... What may be given to me as my race may not be given to me as your race. And the weights are the things of this world which we keep on adding to ourselves that slow us down. So we have to keep off these weights. The weights of maybe, um, not maybe, the weights of um, relationships, the weights of addictions, the weights of the world and how it pleases us and the last and then its many desires. Right? So we are all supposed to give accounts at the end of the day that okay so today i gave you this day god has given you this day what is the purpose of the day why has he given you the chance to see 19th august what exactly is the plan of god the will of god for this day and at the end of the day when 11 59 p.m hits have you gone before god can you tell him that okay so god today you gave me this task this is your will of the day and then i have brought forth to you what i wanted to do what you wanted to do today i have made it come i made it come into being i have made it something that you can always see i have done my part can you really tell god that okay so god i have really done my part for this day here it is we are supposed to give accounts bring forth going back onto the matter of the servants who are given the talents you see god always expects you to bring something out of what he gives you what exactly have you brought forth for him who have you raised up who have you imparted with the gifts god has given you in a day in a week in a month in a year let's move on seek ye the lord all ye meek of the earth which have wrought his judgment seek righteousness seek meekness it may be he shall be hid in the day of the lord's anger it may be that means that what it's just like the matter of the even right even may mean two things it may be can also mean that okay you you may be hidden in the day of the lord when the day of the lord comes but when you read it another basis it may be it will be that you will be hid in the day of the lord's anger so the, the bible it depends on how you read it to understand because it doesn't it doesn't say maybe it says maybe it will be you may be this person it means that you will be this person once you have done something so it means that okay so we are going to be hid okay in the day of the lord in the day of the lord's judgment his wrath when we seek when we seek the lord when we seek his righteousness when we seek meekness and i'm like oh so we always read okay asking shall be given unto you matthew 7 7 seeking shall find knock in the door and we are seeing the matter of seeking here again so how exactly do you seek? Is it that you you go and seek or how do you seek? Where do you even start from with seeking? Where at all? Because we are, so, we are told that, okay, the word of God is life. It's everything, you know, it gives you life. When you read it, it's not the same. Everything is always nice about the word of God. Yeah, we've heard that. But then it looks so a lot. And there are so many things. Some things hold it's like some things hold some things don't hold so where exactly do you start from 
and the answer is that you have to rely on the holy spirit you can't do it on your own that one is just there so you see, um, there's a verse pardon me for not knowing it but there's a verse in the bible which says that the spirit is the one who searcheth the spirit searcheth and the spirit does not go according to plan the spirit just searches anyhow so the spirit can move in this way it can also move in this way it's not conk in quotes that okay so every day this is how the spirit moves no it is different so you have to give your chance or your spirit the chance okay to search and how do you give your spirit this chance to search it's by spending time with the word of god spending time in his presence putting yourself in the midst of god like putting yourself in that environment in that environment of worship in that environment of receiving in that environment of fellowship with god only then can you can your spirit really search because imagine if um a plant is growing okay a plant is growing it needs certain conditions to grow it needs water it needs sunlight so many things but then if you don't give it those conditions right even though the chance the chance of growth okay that the plant has is so so great it will never ever be able to spring up even if it's able to spring up the fruit it will bear will be so little but when you force it you put it under the conditions it needs for it to really thrive you start to see that actually these juicy fruits that i've never seen before are being born by this plant just because i took the chance and made sure that I gave it what it needed. And that's the same way we water our spirit. We put it into a moment of studying. It's like an experiment, a science experiment. You have to put certain factors in place for a bacteria to go or die. The same way, we have to nurture our spirits. Expose it to the word of God. Expose it to the environment of worship for it to search and pick up things. Sometimes maybe there and you may not even have maybe picked up the Bible, but there may be constant words from the Bible coming to you on a daily. Why? Because before you subjected your spirit to that environment. So now that you don't have the word physically, it is feeding your soul. It's, your spirit is feeding itself with the word of God, and you can hear it. You can feel the scriptures. You can know the scriptures without even saying that oh like this is here to say you just know because what you expose your spirit to that path let's move on for gaza shall be forsaken and ashkelon a desolation they shall drive out ashdod as the noonday and ekron shall be uprooted or rooted up now i'm looking at gaza and i'm like oh so what is gaza the first thing google i don't know what gaza is so Holy Ghost, what is Gaza? Now, Gaza is, um, in Hebrew translation, is a strong city. A strong city. And I've been told that a strong city, see, this is strong, like strong. When the Bible says something is strong, it's not just some normal weightlifting. It means strong. And I've been told here that, ah, it shall be forsaken. And Ashkelon. Now, Ashkelon, in the Old Testament, we know about those um, cities or the towns which used to serve gods and everything and ashkelon was one of those cities 
all those stars who used to say gods. I think their god was Ashwad or something. And if we are being told that it shall be a desolation because what they chose to serve another god despite God himself being there. And the question I'm throwing to you today is who is your Ashkelon? What is your Ashkelon? When we hear gods like don't create any other gods beside me, we always think that oh it has to be like a god, like something a carved idol or something like a carved idol that we are worshipping. No. A god can be anything. It doesn't have to maybe I'm sorry to mention this, but it doesn't have to be Buddha or somebody else, right? Which is um, a carved god. No, it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be molded. No. That one is also there. But then anything can be your god. Your phone can be your god. Your marriage can be your god. Your addictions can be your god. Your health, your health can be your god. Your body can be your god. Your studies can be your god. Anything in this world at all. Your phone, movies, music, friends can be your god. There are so many things that can be your ashkelon. So, are you exposing your spirit to the things of the word? To the things of the word of God for it to note that mm, this is being a God. Cut it off, cut it off, cut it off. Or you're constantly exposing yourself to things of the world that you don't even know when your spirit is telling you to cut something off. We'll be ending soon. Um so let's let's take a look at Great. So let's take a look at verse 15. This is the rejoicing city that dwelt carelessly, that said in her heart, I am, and there is none beside me. How is she become a desolation, a place for beasts to lie down in? Everyone that passeth shall hiss and wag his hand. Another thing is, yeah, we are youth, we are growing, some of us want to enjoy the things of the world and everything. Some of us are genuinely into God, like we are really humbled by Him and we want to learn from Him every day. But then we have to know that once we let pride set in, it is never going to turn out well for us. We are going to be like this, a rejoicing city, but then we shall be left in desolation, like Ashkelon, when it was left bare with nothing. So on the matter of humility, we must always be humble. No matter where we have risen up to, no matter where God has brought us up to, no matter what we have. Humility is always key. Look at Jesus Christ. He had every single thing. Look at him. He was just like, he was the twin of God. Everything. Yet look at how he humbled himself. And look at the heights to which he was lifted up. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for your glory and your word. We have learned a lot from this session. We know that, Daddy Lord, there's a matter of humility which we must uphold and lift to you. We have to expose our spirits so that it may seek, seek the things that we do not know. We bless you and we thank you. Please continue to help us grow. We love you.
in Jesus' name. Have a wonderful day. Bye.